Blog Talk Radio. Wow, and we're back on the air just like that, and it just seemed like it was three hours ago that I was on the air. Okay, second up interview, two out of three today. We're talking to DJ Young Slade. My apologies, of course, to him and Shelly because we've had to reschedule this interview more than once, if I recall. But I'm still very excited to have him on the line. So before um, we waste too much time here, let's get him on and get talking to him. Hi there. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Good. I'm hard. You're a hard guy to track down. Do you know that? Everybody must oh, want to be like way in demand. <laughs> you are a very high person in demand. It's very difficult to get some time with <laughs> you. You're very busy for a young guy. Yeah, turning 16 in April. Oh my God, really? I was going to say yeah. I thought you had a birthday coming up, but I couldn't remember exactly when. And I thought to myself, I know that you're young, but you're not young, young for the sense of you've accomplished a bunch of things. Um, I kind of wanted to tell the people that are listening in a little bit about you first. Um, and then we'll get started. Uh, I know that DJs are usually diligent in their desire to provide palpitating beats, which excite the audience. Now, despite your uh, youthful and earnest age, you've become a firecracker of fame, as I call it. Starting off as a model, you slowly but surely grew an inclination to follow your father, I think, to some small degree. And you branched out in the business to include acting and mixing and soon-to-be producing. Um, now, DJ Young Slate is commencing to carve out a name in history, I believe, for himself, and a poignant one at that. So I wanted to kind of discover how this one-time small child became such a talented teenager, because for lack of a better term, I guess you'd fall into that teenage category. Um, I know that your original hometown is Alberta, Georgia, uh, but your present uh, establishment, or I should say your present residence is you're in Los Angeles, California now, right? Yes. Okay. Now, maybe you could just explain to us the transition, meaning you started out in Georgia, you somehow found your way to Los Angeles, and maybe kind of tell us about your journey a little bit and then also about how your travels ended up earning your education at, um, I believe you you were educated at Full Sail University in Florida. So maybe tell us a little bit about that journey and how you got to where you are now. Um, Well, I guess, um, do you want me to tell you about DJing or school? Well, I would say maybe start out, obviously, of course, you were a child. I'm gathering that you were born in Alberta, Georgia. (laughs) At some given point in time, you traveled between here, eventually to California, and somewhere in between time, you've spent some time at, of course, Full Sail University, which is in Florida. So that's three different locations. So maybe kind of start Uh, off with your small child. Oh, I've I've been in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta for nine years of my life. Then when I was nine, I moved to California, and I was acting and modeling. I gotcha. Okay, and at the young age of nine years old, and with doing that, like you're saying, the acting and the modeling components, what's that like for a child? Because I know I've got a nine-year-old, and he's running around, and he's playing with Legos, and he doesn't want to draw, he doesn't want to do anything except for play. So I'm wondering how DJ here was uh, mustering up this courage and saying, yeah, I'm going to drop everything I want to do and go do this. Well, um, I think someone actually came up to me in the mall or something. Yeah. Someone came up in, to me in the mall, and they were like, your son is beautiful to my mom, and they were like, he should be an actor. And I've always been a little, I guess, actor. Like, I would always play tricks on my parents and family members and stuff. So my mom was like, yeah, um, that's that's cool and everything. And then she was she gave us her card. It was like, uh, come out, I do acting classes and stuff. So we went out there tried it, I liked it a lot, and then I actually, 
got I got signed to an agency out here, and then she was oh. like, yeah, she was like, um, all the work is in California, and actually my dad is, was bi-coastal at the time. He stayed in Atlanta, okay. and then he was in California. So okay. then they were like, you should go to California, and then we were like, since our dad is, my dad is there, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And so I was, she right. was like, my mom was like, do you want to do it? I was like, um, I think I do. And so... We uh, moved. We just picked up and moved. And I was acting, wow. modeling. I came out here. I had to uh, audition for a few more agencies. So we sent our, my mm-hmm. pictures to, I think, three agencies. And then mm-hmm. they called me back in probably like two days. And they were like, you're in. Okay. And I'm currently wow. with Osbrink. Gotcha. Okay. Now I'm curious to ask this question. Um had you yourself, do you ever feel um, that there's an expectation or some kind of a pressure on you to kind of produce the same type and the same style of music as your dad? Because obviously your dad has penciled himself out to be quite the man himself. So do you think people expect you to kind of be just like him in style and in music form and such? Well, I know they definitely expect me to have his personality. <laughs> I'm not really, a, um, really so out there like him. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. more of a chill kind of guy. But um, there's okay. definitely expectations in music, too, DJing and producing. Um, my dad's an open-format DJ, which means he plays everything, and I actually do that also. So I guess I have fell into those expectations and style-wise. Okay. But as a DJ, okay. me and him are, like, pretty, pretty different. Like, I'm a turntablist. Okay. He's a... He he originated from like the real DJing, so he's I scratch. He's a mixer, a party rocker, and I do yeah. all of the above. I do all the tricks and, okay. and I mix. I rock the party. <laughs> <laughs> now I wanted to have you describe this a little bit because I know people are always fascinated with this. So maybe you could talk a little bit about. Um, the lifestyle of the youth of Hollywood, meaning obviously, of course, your celebrity child is what we would probably call you. Um, do you think it's filled with more advantages, or do you think that sometimes there's just more disadvantages? Um, not because he's your dad, but just because people know you're a celebrity child. And a lot of times it's hard to break away from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it's probably a little bit of both. Like, there's always the stuff you could get. There's always, oh, dad can hook me up with something. They're like, but at the same time, there's always people coming up to me, like friends and stuff at school. Always ask me about my dad. I'm like, stop, like, don't, don't talk right. to me about him. <laughs> but like, uh, I mean, remember me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty even. No, I understand, and I do, and I can imagine that, and that's why I thought to myself, okay, when I write this interview, I'm only going to ask him a little bit about his dad. I think people expect, of course, to hear about your father, but I think that you're doing quite the job of just, you know, identifying and establishing yourself as being someone that's not dad. Not that that's a bad thing. Thank you. I try. I try. Um, Oh, of course. Um, Now, the one thing that I know, and I had found this out in doing some research, that your dad had stated he'd given you one piece of advice, which was to take time to go through all the sounds to know what's what. So, um. I'm gathering that you listen to his advice and, of course, seek mentoring from him because he's been in the business so long. So my question to you is, so what advice have you given to your father? Or have you? Well, Cause that's not, not unusual. any real advice. 
Yeah, not any real advice, but I have, well, actually, I would say advice. Like, since I'm young and I hang out with the popular crowd and everything, he asked me, like, what's hot right now or something. Like, maybe if he's missing out or something, I would tell him, like, this is really popular right now. You should be playing this song or something. And then, like, I used to do a lot of, I do a lot of mixes, and so... He would come. He would come home, and I would be doing a mix, and I'd be like, "Here, listen to this really quick." And he hear he like, "That's really dope." And then next day, he's like, "Yeah, I went in the club and I did your mix. Everyone loved it." I'm like, "What? Really? Yeah." That's really cool. Every now and then, every now and then, he'll steal my mixes. <laughs> now, is it difficult because obviously you're a child and he's not? So clearly, I presume that he's more on the adult spectrum. So unfortunately. You guys don't get an opportunity to mix together, do you? Well, not very much. But actually, next week on Saturday, uh-huh, there's the Amp, Amp Radio is having their concert, and my dad's performing, yeah. and he said he wanted me to come out and perform with him. So I was really excited about uh-huh. that. This is our first time actually performing together. Yes, except if you need to tell your father that he needs to wait like a week because I'll be there the week after. So now I can't see you perform because I won't be there till the 27th. <laughs> Darn it. So much for that. Yeah. That kind of sucks, but okay. Yes, and we'll get into that performance actually a little bit later because um, that's penciled on here too. Um, let's take a look at one thing. Um, let's look at the modeling side of things because I know one of the fine examples of your modeling experience was the runway romp that you did at the Kids Rock Celebrity Fashion Show in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um now, I don't know you personally, so I haven't had a chance to really speak to you, but this is an assumption that I gathered from looking at you and doing the research that I've done. I'm assuming that that particular profession, meaning being in the modeling industry, is one that you cherish less than your music. Would that be correct or no? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I thought so. And it's just the way you look. It's how you present yourself. That's, it's not that you don't model well, obviously, because you have a nice, you have a cute face for being a younger gentleman, and, and obviously you have the, you. the look down pat, but it's just, you can just tell. You can just tell when somebody's just not digging something as much as something else. I get that. Yeah. Um, now, has this experience in modeling, has it opened up uh, further opportunities for you in other realms of your life, or has it helped you at all in terms of achieving your overall goals? Well... Hmm. I don't. I don't really know. I've been. I've been here for like for like seven years. I started out acting and modeling, and then I got into okay. music. So, really, it hasn't helped me on the music aspects. But like, that was my whole sure. childhood. So, gotcha. I understand. And then now, does your mother ever have worries about? Um, obviously, of course, she's got a multi-talented child here. So you have one child that's. You know, sitting here doing modeling, and then he's doing acting, and then he's, you know, going to be producing, and then he's doing this, and he's running around to all these gigs and events. And, I mean, does mom ever put the brakes on and is like, you know what, why don't you just be a kid? You know, because the reality is you're 15 years old, living the life of, you know, 21, 22-year-old kid. So what's the stance on that? Because I also know that you're doing and working on schooling, too. Yeah, well... I love my mom. She's actually really awesome. <laughs> she um Aww. she she doesn't even really put brakes on anything. She lets she really? she guides me in the correct direction. And okay. I don't know, I just I love her so much for it. Like she's she's amazing. She she guides me, she helps me do stuff better. She's like, Oh, I don't know how that sounds. You should ask one of your DJ friends or one of your mentors to help you with that or like she'll tell my dad right. like Hey, he's having trouble with this. Can you help him or something? She she's just always there for me, and she always helps me get further in my career. I thank her oh, for everything. That's nice. 
And, of course, you know, the one thing I have asked, and I've mentioned that to other individuals before, too, is was there ever a point in time where mom was like, you know, none of these fields are going to give you anything great unless you're really successful? Because in entertainment, it's pretty con- the competition is real stiff, and a lot of times, you know, not everybody makes it. I mean, was she ever concerned about maybe you were going in a direction that would be very secure for you financially or um, employment-wise? That's actually really funny you asked me that. I've had other people ask me that before, but never my mom, or she's never, like, told me she was worried about it. She's always been like, okay. go for your dreams. Aww, what a good mom. How nice is that? <laughs> and then how much do you struggle with the um, education side of things here? Because how is it that you're able to cram in everything else outside of concentrating and getting your education done? Well, actually, I've been... Balancing everything pretty well. I've been in um, public school. I got a champs okay. on Van Nuys in California. It's a charter high school performing arts. Mm-hmm. And I, I go there, do my. I'm in regular studies. Well, I was in regular studies. And so did, everything has always been fine. And now I'm actually in independent studies so I can get more work done. It's like homeschooling, but I go on once a week. It's really cool, actually. Sure. Gotcha. Okay. And, of course, obviously you have to, you know, be able to balance properly. It sounds like you've got a real good handle on things, which works out nicely. And you've got a good deal of support at home, which I think is an important component of success anywhere. Um, Now, I know, of course, as your top talent is in being a DJ, maybe you could try to um, teach the novice listener, somebody out there who's kind of dabbled around in this, maybe a few of the tricks or techniques involved in keeping a crowd happy with music. Um, as far as, let's say, you're going out and you're going to be performing XYZ plays. Kind of tell us some of those tricks or some of the things that you've learned that keep the audience enthused and enthralled and wanting to hear more. Yeah. Well, best thing I could say is follow your heart and please the crowd. Don't don't play for yourself, but play for them so they can have a good time. But not not saying one specific person. Like, a DJ's biggest problem is probably, like, request everyone's always requesting mm-hmm. something like it's it's always good to be open to request because then you know what the rest of the crowd wants and you can mm-hmm. play for them it's all it's that's really all you can do as a dj is play for the crowd mm-hmm. now my question is secondary question are there other masters of mix out there whose work that you follow or you look at them and you say to yourself okay i want to be just like this or i've listened to them and they're really really cool with what they do well, I have, well, that's like all my mentors, I guess. I like <laughs> so DJ Jazzy Jeff. I love him. I follow him with everything. So this, uh, he's like mm-hmm. an idol to me. Then my dad is DJ Eric Deluxe, mm-hmm. DJ Felly Fell, um, Z Trip. Then there's Davey, who who is at Astros, a DJ school. He taught me how to scratch. Then there's Scratch Academy, which was the first DJ school I went to, and that's my family. Like they put me under their wing, and everyone there is amazing. Okay. Like DJ Chalk, DJ Hopper, and everyone has a like role in music, like a big role. So like, I, I guess I just look to so many people. And it's great to have that. Sure. Of course. And, you know, obviously sometimes. Do you think that it's important or do you find yourself ever doing a performance, someone walking up to you and saying to you, hey, you know what, that was really great and I get inspired by that, or you actually taught somebody something that they didn't know before? Has that happened? Kind of you being in the mentor Um, role? 
I have a few times. A few times. Not really anything. Not not a lot, but like sometimes I'll DJ with some kids, or like maybe. I mean, I went to a DJ school, so like there's a lot of stuff I know that maybe someone who taught themselves doesn't know. So like it's really everyone always gives each other information. That's like the lifestyle of a DJ, and like every in reality, every DJ is like family. Oh, of course, definitely. And do you do you ever find yourself, or would you ever think about the possibility of perhaps um, giving back in terms of the community, maybe perhaps teaching at some point in time, or wanting to be a teacher? Have you had have you given any thought to down the road? Hey, maybe this is something I want to try being besides, let's say, the modeling or the acting. Or do you think this yeah. would be enough to kind of fill your place? Well, in the future, I'm definitely I'm definitely going to give back. Like everything that you have to do when you make it, you got to give back. And so gotcha. I, I've thought about um, DJing at Scratch Academy where I first went, help, those, help the people that go there, teach them some stuff, or just go out in other places and just spread the music to the world. Uh-huh. And you do it so very well, I must say. I'm very, very impressed that such a young man can have such a great talent um, and still blooming that talent and blossoming it over the period of time. Now, this is an interesting question. I know a lot of people tell me this a lot of times. You know, you go into a club, and there are still some of those people, including myself, because, of course, I'm old, unlike yourself. <laughs> um, some people just still carry a preference to live music over DJ. Like, I've seen some people go into a real club and be like, okay, this is just crap. You know what I mean? We don't want a DJ. We want live music because there's something to be said about live music. So what's the trend out there in California? Because obviously I'm not there. Do you see people leaning towards still, you know, being out in the club, listening to live people playing acoustically band, whatever? Or do you think it's kind of leaning the opposite way, which is a lot of utilization on the part of mixers and DJs like yourself? Well, everyone wants to be, everyone wants to be a DJ. There's just, there's so many DJs nowadays and I feel like sure. it's because the need is everyone wants a DJ. So to right. answer your question, it's definitely a more DJ out in California. I gotcha. Now let's talk about uh, DJ here on his free time. Let's say DJ goes out, well, you're 15, so I'm not real sure exactly what you can get into, but let's say you go out <laughs> and hanging out with your friends. Um do you want to get away from you, meaning I don't want to go listen to a DJ, I don't want to go do this? I mean, what's the real kid, so to speak, behind the mogul? So if we were just going to hang with you for one day and I'd drive my car and I'd show up at your house, what would I find you doing? Is it all business or is um, it all, I mean, is there any of you? Most likely, if I'm at home, I'm probably watching TV or listening to music off my phone or producing is so much fun to me. It's not even a job, and DJing isn't either, but I'll be doing one of those things. But, like, if I'm out with my friends, I'll probably be, like, laser tagging or something crazy. Oh, I gotcha. Now, uh, because you are young, and although you are young, you are getting to that stage where you're almost 16. So let's break all the girls' hearts or make their day. So talk to me about, um, do you have a special girl in your life? <laughs> Just my mom. Oh, <laughs> listen to that, ladies. That was so sweet. Oh, my gosh. Because I would imagine <laughs> the girls are all a fluster over you. Because I'm sure the girls are all a fluster over your dad. So it's kind of like, hello, you look like your dad. It's kind of obvious. So I thought, well, I have to throw that out there. Because you never know. All these Dude, girls might be listening. And thinking, oh, he's so cute. 
Oh, boy. Yeah, now listen to that, yeah, girl. Oi, 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 oi. Yeah, I imagine it probably <laughs> is. Um, okay. Now, and what's interesting here is, okay, let's talk about um, this I find interesting. So uh, talking again about the mastery and mixing, um, I know that you were named the youngest DJ to ever win the Across the Fetter competition. Um, I also know that you've partnered with artist Jordan Newitt, as well as, of course, touring with the um, Disney star Zandaya. Is that how that's pronounced? I wasn't quite sure how to say that. Zandaya. Um, there you go. And, of course, you can brag, of course, by being on the uh, – BET pilot, Looped in Love. Um, yes. So, talking about your win first, we'll, we'll address that, because, of course, you were the youngest person to win that competition. What factors ha- had you felt played a role in your being the person given the award? Meaning, what did they look at, or what do you think that you brought to the table that eventually got you this award? Well, what's actually pretty crazy, I didn't win. I was actually third place, but oh. I was. this was my first ever competition, ever. I've never even, like, tried any sort of battling, not even with, like, just a DJ at home or something. Like, so my my teacher, Davey Rocket, we um, were like, let's enter in the competition because this is the school where I also learned how to scratch and everything. So mm-hmm. we he showed, he showed me some stuff. We worked on our, my set. And then being my first competition, I probably only had a month of notice. And... I, it was just like the coolest thing ever. I won third place, and everyone was like, "No, he should have won first. And everyone—it was just crazy because they were like, "I'm the people's champion." And then afterwards, I was at home, and then I got an email from Rain, or no, they emailed my dad, mm-hmm. and they were like, "We saw your video. We want to send you this mixer." And the mixer that they sent me was the mixer everyone else was trying to win. Oh, really? Yeah, my first ever DJ battle was pretty awesome. Oh, I imagine so, definitely. Now, I also can imagine that TV work must differ from live performance because obviously there's a difference between working on TV and then, of course, having an audience right there. So, therefore, which one are you more partial to and which one for you holds more um, challenges or difficulties? Um, hmm. Maybe live, live work. Yeah, I would I would think live work. Really? Just yeah, on on the spot. <laughs> you just have to be perfect right then and there, right? Like I gotta do it. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. I always have to try to prepare um, yourself you? for stuff like that. Well, and of course, obviously. Now, have you ever had somebody walk in and and you know sit there through the course of a show and then they come to you and they're like, you know what? I just wasn't impressed, or for some reason they disliked what you were doing. Does that ever happen? Um. Never happened to my face. <laughs> ah, okay, I get it. So basically, you could have haters and just not know it. But I yeah. highly doubt that. I mean, you're you're young and you're still blossoming, so I would think not. Um, now, uh, this is a tricky question because I've asked this to other individuals before. Do you ever feel like sometimes you're presented opportunities um, because, of course, you're a celebrity child and not because you're you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, it happens. Okay. Do, I mean, is that a problem for you? I mean, do you? Is it important to you to distinguish yourself, or you're just going to be like, you know what? If it comes along, I'm doing it. I'm just curious. Well, I will take it, but I, I do like to separate myself. Like, even if that does happen, I still try to set my set, um, separate myself mm-hmm. afterwards, to where they know mm-hmm. I'm different from him. But 
I'm still a good DJ or a good producer or whatever I'm doing. Right. Of course. I figured, uh, yeah, I kind of thought as much. Uh, you know, obviously. And, and when people meet you on the street, let's say, even when they go out and they see you perform, are they, is everybody just aware of who you are, meaning who you're related to and such, or are you able to have anonymity? No, not really. They don't. They don't always know unless the person um, who introduces me or whatever like ca- calls it out. But most of the time, I'm yeah. just DJ Young Slade, and people see me as DJ Young Slade. So that's pretty, pretty awesome. You betcha. And if it makes you feel any better, when I interviewed Spencer Owens, we talked about you as DJ Young Slade. No mention of your father. In fact, I wasn't <laughs> really paying attention until a few days ago, and I'm like, oh, he's the kid of so and so. See, so it didn't click automatically. So you're already recognizable as yourself, by the way. And the individuals that we're mutual friends with really have have very nice things to say about you because I know that you guys had done the, um, you had uh, you had been to the Halloween party together. I believe that was you and yes. Spencer Owens that attended that, the Halloween uh, bash or whatever have you and such. And he's a lovely child person, I yes. should say. He's a business person. He's, he's absolutely wonderful. So here's a note, an interesting one. DJ Young Slade has a partiality, as I found out, uh, to Transformers and Planet of the Apes. And in his own home, that's in his own home, of course, but yet in his real life, he was in the production of Battlefield America, which I found interesting. Um, What sort of preparation did you do um, to participate in that, and how did you end up getting into that um, production? Well, actually, I went in for an audition for one of the roles as a main character, and then they saw me, they were like, well, we don't know if that'll work because of your look and, like, and then a whole bunch of other stuff. Then they were like, but they, I, they were looked at my resume. They were like, you're a DJ? That's really cool. We might need a DJ. And then they, like, uh, sent them links to my videos and stuff, told them what I did and everything. And they were like, yeah, we're definitely going to call you. And so then I showed up okay. and I did my DJ thing. <laughs> I gotcha. And uh, was it a, now, as far as that's a movie, of course, that's a movie set as compared to, of course, doing other sorts of things. Now, were you able or privy to meet anybody famous or popular or someone that you had wanted to meet or work with that you were able to on that set? Well, actually, Marcus Houston was main character in there. And my mm-hmm. favorite movie when I was little, I did all the dance moves I saw in it, was You Got Served. And he was he was the main character oh. in that. So it was really, oh really awesome. Oh, my God, how ironic. Oh, I imagine so, definitely. And I would do, if I were to ask you now, um, A, how serious are you about continuing to do the acting side of things? And if so, um, are you going to lean towards television or film, do you think? Um, well, still, still want to act. I would probably do more television. Yeah, I think I, think I could see myself as television more than film. Really? Is film more complicated, do you think? Um, more lines. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. I imagine so. And that must be difficult to try to retain that. I never want, I always wondered how these people end up retaining their lines all the time because it's got to be mad. Yeah, yeah, I can't really even do a show without a script. And that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly, that is correct. And it's like, okay. So now, of course, in all these productions that you participated in, I assume that your parents have seen these and they've, um, you know, they've been very proud of the work that you're doing, or do they ever kind of want to steer you in another direction, like, oh, okay, well, maybe you should do this sort of thing, or maybe you should do that sort of thing, because nowadays we're in the industry of, today I interviewed somebody who has um, actors who are on a web series, so nowadays, like, the YouTube inventions, the web TV shows, maybe is that something that someone suggested to you, or you might veer into, or? Um, no, not really. No, my parents are pretty, like, oh. 
open to everything. <laughs> I gotcha. But I have done a few, are, a few yeah. web shows. Can yeah. I say that again? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, I know that you've done a couple of those different things. Now, with the web shows and such, um, how does that work exactly? Because I've always been a little confused by that. Because when you go to a TV set, you show up, it's that, that sort of good stuff. Um, is there less uh, expected of you in terms of time on a set, etc.? How does that work exactly when you do the web series? Well, expectations aren't really... I don't really know about that because at the time, no one knew who I was. It was under my friend. She has a tiny chat, and this is my friend who I've, like, DJ with all of my life. Like, when I learned how to DJ, she learned how to DJ. And so she was on this thing called Tiny Chat. It's just like Ustream, and it's um, video, video, not video chat, but what, it's a web show. And sure. so she was okay. on her web show, and she was DJing, and then she brought me up. She was like, hey, DJ. And so I was like, cool, and we did this, like, probably every week. And everyone was like, yo, this kid's cool. Like, he's good. Um, and then they always just would tune in to us. And, like, one time we had so many people on that the whole web show shut down and everyone got kicked out. Wow. Yeah. That's a little surprising. Holy man. That sounds a little, ooh, my gosh. Okay, then. Could I ask that question? Um, okay, I'm curious about this. Can you tell us or tell the viewers or li- viewers? I don't know why I say viewers. I always think I'm on television when I'm not. I'm actually on radio. Hello. Do tell your fans. Um, I know that you're going to be doing a forthcoming web series with uh, Cypher participants. Um, because yes. it's something that was listed. I mean, that's now, is that in the works now as we speak? or? Yes. Yeah, so producing my first online show, it's called The Get Down. It's a series of ciphers that I put together with up-and-coming artists. And um, being only 15, it's, like, really dope to see other kids my age doing their thing. It's it's very rare to see it nowadays, like, to capture them freestyling and, like, putting their stuff out for the masses. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. just a, the original, ha- original hip-hop. And I'm surrounded by a lot okay. of talented young people, and I'm glad I can help introduce them to the world. But I'm launching my new website, youngslade.com, and... The episodes, mm-hmm. the first episodes, will premiere on my site, and it'll also be on my YouTube. Okay. That's now, these the episodes that will be in the next oh, month or two. Oh, you're good. Okay. And how often will we be seeing this? Is this something that'll happen weekly or monthly, or you don't know yet? Um, weekly. Ah. Okay. So wow, you're going to do this on a weekly basis, and then you're going to still keep doing your music, and then you're going to try to fit in your acting. Wow. How old are you again? 25? 26? This sounds like a whole lot going on here. My goodness. Um, Okay, so that sounds very, very exciting. Now, as far as um, I know that you had started talking about this earlier, that professional purposes are going to align both yourself and your dad twice, and that I know that you had done, or talked about rather, March 22nd, 2014's Amplify in Los Angeles. That will be going on, so you're going to be performing with your father. And you also did the background vocals on his song, Give It All I Got. Um, oh, that yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he laughed. Yeah. I'm like, is he laughing for good or is he laughing for something else? Um, <laughs> it was just, it was a funny situation because I don't sing and okay. I was singing. But, like, <laughs> yeah. And he just approached you and said, hey, you want to sing on this with me, knowing that you couldn't sing? Well, I was actually in the studio with him at the time, 
and the producer was like, hey, I need background vocals. Uh, you want to get in the studio uh-huh. and do it? I was like, um, I guess. And so I just <laughs> did it, and he put it in the song. I was like, this is this is crazy. Sure. But, you know, I guess it worked, didn't it? Or at least, I don't know, I guess <laughs> yeah. I should ask your overall impression. Now that it's said and done, I'm assuming you've listened to the final, right? You've heard the actual final. Yeah, um, yeah. Were you... Were you okay with it, or were you thinking to yourself, oh, my God, Dad, don't ever play this for anyone to listen to because it's horrid? <laughs> well, per- well no one knew it was me, so it was all right. It sounded good, okay. but the fact that I knew it was okay. me, I was like, ah, I hate it. <laughs> oh, of course, and now you've got this big mouth radio show host telling the entire world, oh, guess what? You know the song that's <laughs> out there? Yeah, that's right. Young DJ Slade is on there. That's just absolutely lovely. A um, couple of curiosity questions here. Uh, first off, um, what made you transition from the name Slade Smith to being known as um, DJ Young Slade? Was there a specific reason for that? Well, there was already DJ Slade, and I was young. I was ah. like, let me add to the name. It sounds good. Ah, I got it. And so this is what you're influenced for. And I also noticed on Facebook it's a little different because it's the D-E-E-J-A-Y compared to just DJ Young Slade, obviously. So I noticed a bit yeah. of a difference there as far as that goes. Um, now, a couple of other questions, and then we'll go through a few business things, and, and you should be all set. Uh, first off, I wanted to ask this question because I usually like to do that when individuals like yourself come on. If we have people that are listening today that either want to break into DJing or into the acting area, the modeling area, even though you're young, you've bolstered some knowledge as to how the industry works. Would you, at this point in time, would you discourage them and say, hey, you know, there's a million people out here doing this? Would you tell them to start early? Would you tell them to wait? Any good advice or anything that you've learned you can pass on? Well, you just have to learn learn your craft. There are a lot of people that don't really DJ. They just press, they just play the song. But me, I'm a turntablist, and I think everyone else should learn the full craft, what it, what it used to be and what it is now. I mean, you can choose what you want to do if you want to just play the song that's on you. But being, right. being the best is all in practice and knowing what you do. Of course. And, of course, have you noticed that over, has it taken you time to, what's the word for it? I'm trying to find the right word to it, to kind of sharpen your own style, meaning that I'm assuming that each one of you has a style of your own. Has it taken you some time to tweak that to get to a point where you're like, okay, this is, this is my style, this is my way of doing it, and we're going to go with this? Well, no, it didn't really take me time to come up with a style. It's just when you're learning something or when you're creating something, you just automatically come up with a style. That's ah, kind of how gotcha. it happens. Okay. I understand. Um, and even though you are young, and I know that I've addressed this with um, my upcoming guest this afternoon is actually Latin, so we're going to be addressing this. So I would suppose it might be wise to address this subject with you. Um, I know that we live in a society, even in 2014, and as open-minded people are, there are not always open-minded people that run the society, as we both know. So with being young, of course, and I've heard this a lot of times from people, um, and I don't know if it's an L.A. thing or if it's just, I don't know. So we'll throw it out there. One of my friends had said to me, well, maybe I should ask you, meaning you, DJ, if you notice the tendency or the trend um, to be doing your particular field because of the fact it, I don't want to say inundated, but there's a lot more African-Americans that are opting in careers as, as compared to other ethnic backgrounds. 
would you see or would you say that that's true for your area or in general or in the field or are they just off base and telling me this? <laughs> well, I really feel like it's pretty racial it's a very diverse thing. It's it's not really anything like okay. a specific ethnicity is doing. Everyone's doing it. Okay. Of course. And I would agree with that, of course. But never hurts to ask. Now, if I were to ask you, because you're young, and let's say let's go down five years down the road, you're 21 years old, you're legal now after you're having your big birthday party, and you look back to this point in time, and if I were to ask you now, and let's go five years ahead, where do you want to be? What are your professional goals, and what are your personal goals? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I think Thank you. I just want I just want to contribute something to music in general, something that I can be happy that I did and be successful at what I want to do at the same time. Okay. And at the age of 21 years old, are you going to want to have maybe one album out or one CD out? Are you going to want to have so many movies made or so many TV series done? Have, have you just set something up in play to where you're like, this is where I want to be? I'm probably going to have a lot of stuff. I'm planning on being a really popular producer and having <laughs> songs out with big artists. <laughs> Trying to be okay. bigger yeah. than my dad, hopefully. Wow, now that's a statement. Now, that's quite the reaction. What would your dad say to that? Wow, my kid wants to be bigger than me. And would he be encouraging of that, I guess? I mean, would would he be okay with that? Because, like you're saying, you want to establish you yourself, be. but you don't want to be him. <laughs> One day you will both rule the world. I think that probably would sound ideal. Both of you would be the top dogs <laughs> in your industry, and that would be absolutely, absolutely lovely. I think that would be wonderful. Um, so now you have uh, your upcoming gig, as you mentioned, on the 22nd with your dad. Are there other places that people can go to see you or find you, or will you be performing somewhere else? Maybe if people are in the area, they can find you in the near future? Well, to check anything out, I have Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Instagram, pretty much everything. It's all whatever the website is slash DJ Young Slade. And my wow, upcoming event, my job. DJing with, yeah, yeah, I'm DJing with Jordan Newt. And so anywhere we are, always going to be happening, then me and my dad are collaborating. We're putting together a mixtape, and we're planning on releasing it sometime in the summer, so I think that's going to be really dope. Gotcha. Um, and as you just took my job for me there, you just told everybody all the ways to reach you. I was just going to reiterate that and say, just in case you want to find DJ Young Slade, um, I know you had mentioned the Facebook thing. The, at, the Twitter, again, is at DJ Young Slade. That's all put together. Um, SoundCloud, YouTube, um, and of course he's got his a personal Facebook page, which is D D E E J Young Slate. Um, and of course, I think that's everything I can think of, and that's all the places that they can find you. Of course, the 22nd, as we mentioned, you will be performing with your father, Amplify 2014. Um, I just want to throw a few things out there so that you know this and the listening audience know this. About a half hour after my show gets finished, this becomes an archived episode, so um, any of your fans, followers, family, anyone can go back and listen to this at any point in time that they'd like, so that'll be on there. Um, I should also let you know that over the course of the next year, if, um, if I have enough energy, because I just finished my last book, if it behooves me to do another one, you've been a show guest, so therefore you'll be invited to be in my next book, if that's something that interests you. Um, if by yeah, some definitely. chance you happen to be, for, for, if you perform 
anytime between the 27th and the 30th, if you can let me know, um, I'll be in L.A., actually. I'll be doing a book signing, my book signing, oh, okay. which I'm sure you'll get invited to. Um, so hopefully you'll get a chance to either get to that, and if not, hopefully I can come and get a chance to see you perform because that would be kind of exciting for me too. Um, I would absolutely love that. That would be amazing. Now, the very last part of my show is the same. It's done the same way every time, which is I get my last 30 seconds to tell you what I think of you <laughs> um, because I've not met you before. It's all the impressions I've done by researching you and taking a look at what you've done. And I have to say this much. I, I meant what I said at the beginning of this interview. You've really penciled yourself out as being an individual. And even though, yes, most oftentimes, most of society recognizes you for being little John's son, you're not so little. And you're not just the son, so to speak. I mean, you're an individual who has decided that he wants to take acting to a new level for himself. And I don't think you've necessarily decided to what extent, but you're going to follow that dream. Same thing with the modeling. Even though, as I mentioned, you're not as keen on it, you have a face and a distinctive look to you that people will recognize. And again, not because of your dad, but I think because you're starting to look more like you, whatever that shape and formulation is going to be. I think that you have a gift for the mastery of mix, as I said, the sounds that you project, the music that you produce, it's, it's original and it's different and it comes from the heart. I believe that anybody that follows their passion, especially when they're as young as you are, is very gifted and talented because they have a passion, because they don't give up, because they believe in themselves and people are surrounding them that believe in them too. I think you have a bright future because of the fact that you're really humble and very sweet and so gentlemanly and very respectful for a man almost 16. And I can't quite call you a man, but... You are just charming and delightful and, and just, you're just a doll. I think you're wonderful. And I think anytime you need to come back and promote a product, I'd be more than happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, you're quite welcome. I'm glad we were able to work this out. Sorry that it took us a while, but I had to cancel and you had to cancel so these things happen. So please thank your mother for making sure that this got together and all that good stuff. And please do stay in touch. Like I said, I, I believe I sent you a Facebook request. Um, if you just want to fill yeah. me in, keep me updated on your dates you're performing, and then I'll make it a point to try to get to you. Will do. All right. That sounds great, my dear. You have yourself a wonderful afternoon. You too. Thank you. All right, kids, that was DJ Youngslade, and wasn't he absolutely amazing? I think so. He's very, very sweet, very well-mannered, and I do think that that young man has quite the career ahead of him, or at least penciled out, and he's going to try to give it his darndest shot. And I can't say that I blame him. I know that a lot of times it's difficult for a celebrity child to break out of the mold, but it's refreshing to see that he's trying his darndest to stay true to his family and yet distinguish his own name. Big shout-out once again, as always, to Shelly with the LA Connection. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for coordination. Thank you for another quality um, guest from the show. I really appreciate it, and I'm sorry it took so long to get it done. Uh, thanks so much to the live audience for listening. Um, and, of course, in the next, two oh, it looks like 18 minutes, we've got our third and last show. Oh, thank God, because I'm going to die. <laughs> David Fernandez, Jr. will be coming on the show. Former actor of Sons of Anarchy, Justified, and he is promoting his newest and latest product he's directing and producing, which is The Father's Journey. So please join us in about 18 minutes for my final show of the day. Thank you. <laughs>